When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Shapiro. We are estheticians in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we work with really incredible, diverse, ambitious, and driven women that are killing it in life. And they deserve to be celebrated. So on this podcast, we're going to be sharing their stories with you. Yeah, and then in between those interview episodes, we'll be doing segments where it's just the two of us, maybe some guest stars, and we'll be (laughs) chatting about beauty, life, weird shit about being in your 30s and just learning more about one another because that's what makes us more similar than different. Also, we're a lot of fun and we We have a super multicultural community and we kind of think that you might too. So why not talk all things beauty under one black and Jewish roof? Hell yes. Um, Also, we'll be answering listener questions. So make sure to write to us at truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. So let's jump into the show. Hey guys. Hey, it's Elizabeth and Alex. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. Welcome. This week we're coming to you with a beauty school episode and we are talking personal finance. Very important. Very important, but super interesting, I think, especially because we brought an incredible money expert. His name is Kenneth Davis, and he's transgender, and he's a queer financial thought leader, and he talks to us about you know, the psychology around money and how he coaches queer people, transgender people, everybody really, but specifically that's where he specializes in just getting a hold of your money, getting a hold of your mind so you can get a hold of your money and gives yeah. different tools to, to work make it towards. not scary. Yes. To make it not scary. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. And I think the most important, he makes a lot of important points. But yeah. One of the biggest was that he does focus on the psychological effects that money can have on people. Yeah. Because I think that that's why people get in ruts financially half the time, mm-hmm. you know. And he also talks about how this is something that we don't talk about. Like money is this dirty little secret that you don't talk to your friends about. You don't ask anybody how much they make. You don't ask them what they do with their money. You don't ask them about their debt. Mm-hmm. And so it just becomes this thing that we all want access to. We all have to use. We live in a capitalist society, but like n- people are very underinformed I think of like how On purpose <laughs> purposefully exactly of like how to make money work for you right and how to get out of like a cycle of spending and maybe start saving some money and maybe think about retirement yes yeah and his methods are pretty idiot proof also which is <laughs> yes cool. it, you don't need to know anything too crazy which is the craziest part of it mm-hmm. you know it's all very easy but I think he understands and maybe it's from what he's been through in life he just understands humans and their emotions and how they can feel about things like money and how it can affect you mentally and how it can really fuck with you totally yeah 
And I love that he comes at it from a personal standpoint. Like he was on the street because he came out as transgender and got kicked out of his house and didn't have any money and had to figure out how to go to school. And then even when he went to school and got a high paying job, he still couldn't handle money. He was still broke because nobody ever taught him how to do these things. So now it's his mission in life to teach everybody else who wants to learn what he knows. It's pretty fucking badass, I think. Pretty badass. Okay, so enough gushing. Let's get to our conversation with Kenneth Davis, the trans capitalist. Hi, I'm Kay Kenneth Davis, aka the trans capitalist, but everybody can just call me Kenny. And that is a business that I started to help teach marginalized communities, especially LGBTQ and the transgender community, of how to deal with their finances, and especially from emotional and a mental well-being. Um, a lot of financial gurus leave that out. They just tell you what to do. But from my experience in handling my clients, it's like they won't even touch that book of what to do because they just have so many um, mental, emotional obstacles in their way to even handle money yes so i break all of those oh damn i have felt that yes honestly <laughs> and i didn't even know that i needed to hear that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but you're absolutely a hundred percent correct Think about how much anxiety and stress revolves around money and yeah. personal finances so yeah well, too but also i don't sense. know like in my like my parents did not teach us anything about money it was just kind of this thing Same. i always knew that there wasn't enough and not to ask <laughs> yeah. much else about it. Right. And it was kind of this thing that was just for grown folks, right? It was like, you don't worry about that. You're a kid. Like, don't even, you know, don't ask. Don't worry about it. And then when we, I became an adult, it was, I didn't know, how, like, who to turn to because, like, exactly. as much as I love my parents, I didn't like what I saw. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I just didn't want that for myself. Yeah. And... Yeah, I guess a lot of people maybe go through that also. For sure. Or growing up, you know, I know that money was always a big stress factor for my parents. And so I took that kind of with me, I think, yeah. into adulthood. And yeah. it's hard to... Not. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the middle of a pandemic. So I get it. And then I imagine marginalized communities, it's like that on top of the fact that you're part of a marginalized community... And you really had no one, maybe not even a dad to teach you how to balance a checkbook. Right. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So will you tell us a little bit about whatever it is that you'd like to share about you, about your love of finance, about like kind of what brought you into this world? Yeah, for sure. So to even be honest, I never knew I would be doing this in my lifetime at all. So mm -hmm. even for myself, I am a transgender male. I transitioned female to male mm -hmm. and I was kicked out and disowned. So oh, even wow. on top of that, not having the conversation about money. I was on the streets trying to figure out what I need to do. And luckily for me, college was a saving grace that I just majored in engineering. It wasn't my passion whatsoever at all, but I knew that you can get a top salary and I was able to do that. But then I was still having like I was making around like six figures and I was still broke as hell because mm -hmm. I was living paycheck to paycheck. I was like had my credit destroyed. I was like trying to be like Mr. Baller and everything. Doing all these things because, like, the same story, I didn't want to end up about my parents. And they don't talk about money whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But still, for myself, I was finding myself, like, on the 
repossession list for my car. I was about to face eviction. And I was like breaking down, crying in my shower. Like, I don't know what to do. What am I going to do? Like the world's going to fail me until I just looked to my left and I saw this book and it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And something told me just to pick it up and browse through it. And so I read it. And then that's when it hit me like, oh, ish, like there's rules to money. And nobody (laughs) ever told me that. Like if you follow these rules and you change your mindset around money, you can build up your money and it can grow. Mm -hmm. So that's what got me. And then I went to like YouTube University and I consumed every financial book that was out there Mm -hmm. because I was like, I really want to know what the people on Wall Street know Mm -hmm. that they're not teaching us and telling us to build our money. And then that's when I was just like, I got to spread this gospel. I got to tell everybody. And as I was able to rebuild my credit, get myself out of debt, I was able to help my friends do the same thing. And they were just like, oh, you should really try doing this. Like, you're a good teacher. And I was just Mm. like, yeah, you're kidding me, whatever. (laughs) And when I tried it out, it just felt so, like, so gratifying that I was able to help people rebuild their finances. And they're just like, yo, I owe you my firstborn. Like, you just helped me get through so much stuff that I really didn't do. I mean, it's huge. Your financial platform for your life can affect you forever. Mm -hmm. And yes, you know, if you don't get out of whatever like fucked up cycle you're in with money, Mm -hmm. it can ruin like you having a mental breakdown in the shower. I mean, that's a thing. I think a lot of and look, you were making lots of money, but I think that never matters. Yeah. A lot of the time. Mm -hmm. How much money you make. It's the way you handle that money. Because if you can't manage a dollar, you're not going to manage 10. You can't manage 100. And you're damn sure not. You're going to get overwhelmed when it comes to like 100K or even more. So you really need to learn how to handle money. Totally. And I feel like I'm not sure where you live. but So I'm in Princeton, New Jersey right now. But I grew up um, in Yonkers, New York. Got it. Yonkers. I feel like like (laughs) in New York City, it's like. It's very easy to start making more money and then not actually have any extra money left over because it's so easy to just be like, well, I'm going to get a better apartment. I'm going to go out for more dinners. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Right. So but I'm sure it's like that in many places. But here specifically, well, I think the pandemic has maybe shown us that a lot of people exactly what you're saying live. I was just talking to you this other day, live paycheck to paycheck just as a bigger paycheck. Yes. You know, somebody had the, the the audacity, somebody that's like. A well-known figure in media once said that they live paycheck to paycheck. And I kind of just looked at them and it's not. And I thought like, (laughs) okay, because you have the nanny and the chef and the personal trainer. And it's like all these things, which whatever, that's I'm not judging if you have those, but it's just a very different paycheck to paycheck than somebody else. But it's still paycheck to paycheck. And now, you know, in a time where like people don't have a paycheck period or have more of a paycheck because they're not going out as much as they used to. I think we're all kind of just looking at our lifestyles and looking at our checkbooks and kind of wondering. So you like, do you have a checkbook? <sighs> pocketbook. <laughs> I need a pocketbook. Backpack. Backpack. <laughs> looking at my backpack, my crumpled bills at the bottom. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way than this. <laughs> there's got to oh, be more no, than like definitely. a couple crumpled dollars yeah, at the, the bottom of the backpack jar. and then like the Venmo <laughs> account and then like the you know, checking account and just looking at all three and being like, all right, how do Um, I make sense of all of this? (laughs) Oh, I have a question. So what made you feel like, oh, I'd really like to focus on helping people in specific communities? Was it just you felt like you could relate or that you knew they really needed help when it came to money and 
managing finances? Oh, for me, it was just seeing like all my friends around me just suffering and just seeing that like they weren't able to do it. Because even for the statistic that people of color who are transgender only make an average of 10K a year. Can you believe that? Like nobody can live off of that. And that's even if you're able to find a job. So there's like minimal to no resources out there for them. Mm -hmm. And I just knew for my community, I got to step up and do something because this is ridiculous. And even for LGBT homeless youth, Mm -hmm. um, out of the 68% are LGBT and they were kicked out. And the reason that they're homeless was they were kicked out and being disowned. Mm -hmm. So just knowing those two statistics right there just really told me I had to do something. Like I just can't see people continue to live in poverty. And or even like how you described your friends like can't believe they're living a paycheck to paycheck and just seeing that that's the case for so many people out there in the world Mm -hmm. but you don't talk about money you never know that so you Mm -hmm. see like people like dealing with people in finances it's it's like a silent suffering and it's like Mm -hmm. we really need to change that and turn that around and talk to people about finances in public and that's why i want to let people know like if you feel like you need to treat your child like a child and not talk about money you're doing them a huge disservice yeah like incorporate it now as soon as they can as soon as they're able to grasp a dollar Mm -hmm. just start teaching them small things yeah 100% so true right make it just like a lifelong habit I guess instead of like yeah. You become an adult and you're like, oh, shit. Right. Just like, oh, I've always wanted all these things. Let me go get them, you yeah. know? Yeah. And especially in a capitalist society where you're not learning what to do with money, but what you're hearing is to spend it, right? Exactly. They yeah. teach us to become consumers on purpose. Yes. Because they don't want that financial knowledge out there for people to be able to grow. Yes. Like there's people who benefit off of the oppression of marginalized communities. So of course they just teach us to consume, consume, Mm -hmm. consume. Mm -hmm. That's even like a quick little economic um, class is that the GDP, what they rate the economy off of, 70% of it is consumerism. And that's Mm -hmm. why they care about buying power. Mm -hmm. So that's why the LGBTQ has the highest buying power right now, 1.7 trillion. And that's why Mm -hmm. they advertise and cater to the LGBTQ community because they know we have that money to spend right wow that's so interesting yeah i mean we see it every day it's just like when you point it out and can name it it's kind of shocking yeah 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 how have you done like your outreach to the lgbtq community like how do they find you so basically um instagram is a big platform of mine that Mm. i use and then second would definitely be youtube it's just Mm. that like when i transitioned in 2010 social media wasn't even like on and popping then so it was like trying to find a unicorn to teach you how to transition number one and then Mm. secondly transitioning is costly and expensive as af Mm -hmm. like it costs so much just to even have the hormone therapy replacement to even do top and bottom surgeries Mm. you're looking into the thousands Mm -hmm. so you're talking to a community that can't barely even afford shelter or barely afford food and now we're trying to figure out how to get this money to become our truth and to live in our truth within this society Mm -hmm. so instagram is definitely a great platform where everybody gets to see my transition but that's when i like hit him with the financial knowledge like yeah Yeah. like slide that in yeah (laughs) grab their attention first (laughs) exactly yes yes and then teach 
Yes. <laughs> no, but that's so awesome that you're doing this for your community, but also in terms of transitioning, but like what a huge transformation you can help somebody have if you can help them figure out their money, get your money together, and then we can make this grander transition for you into your life. And then in your yes. the next part of your life, you have this knowledge so that you can succeed and so that you can be a better version of yourself. That's really awesome. Yeah. And that also makes sense. Like you become who you truly are and then you can focus on life life and yeah. being an adult and yes. truly, I don't know, it has to be hard. You're figuring out, not even figure out, you figured out who you are. Now you have to figure out how to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. How do you do all these other things with that? Yeah. You probably need that oh first, God, right? Yes. Yeah, I got it. Like, like, yeah. It's yeah. so hard to explain that to people, but yeah, yeah. both got it. I could that barely say it. Thing. I was like, does this make sense? Yes. But, yeah, 100%. But that, yeah, yeah damn. Wow, that's, I'm so in awe. First of all, that's a beautiful calling mm-hmm. to have. And also, totally. I'm ready to learn. <laughs> For sure. I, feel I like know. You're 100% the right Thank person you. to speak to us and to speak to our audience and to just give us like some little bits of knowledge for how we can also succeed with yeah. our financial lives. And especially, like, God, like, talk about privilege, right? Like, I'm in a situation where I'm like a cis black woman, but that's so much less than other people have to do to overcome, I suppose. I guess what I'm trying to say is if you can overcome and get your money together and get your transition correctly and get all this stuff done, then like, why can't I? Yeah, do like I'm blowing it. Like, exactly, I'm blowing it. You're <laughs> such an inspiration, honestly. Oh my God, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's really incredible. Agreed. So Agreed. where do you usually start with people when you start to first open up their eyes to like financial literacy? So I usually start with the mindset. Like okay. I said, tackling the mental and emotional um, obstacles that they have. And the first thing I always tell people that every financial problem has a solution. Mm. Um, money has been with us for thousands of years. So don't think that there hasn't been any situations that people haven't been in, especially in the capitalistic society that you can't figure out. Somebody's been on that journey. So that mm. always puts me and my clients at ease to understand that like, okay, mm. I suck right now, but that's okay. <laughs> because <laughs> there's somebody else out there who did it and was able to get out yeah. And that's why I like I like my story where I've been through it all. Yes. Where I'm able to say, like, okay, if you're facing eviction, repossession, or even worse, your credit score is jacked up, we can still work with it. You're mm-hmm. fine. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. That already put me at ease. Me too. Honestly. Because yeah. you're right. Money has been around forever. And right, there's you're not the first one. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Nor are you the only. Right. Yeah. You're not special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, sometimes it's good to be not special. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, (laughs) sometimes it's good to not be special. It is. Most times I'm like, we're all special. It's true. In terms of also, and your story is so inspiring. Where you really can say, like, listen, I didn't just like fall into doing this. Like, I lived it, and that's why I'm teaching you what what Mm -hmm. the fuck to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are some other mindset obstacles that people have to overcome? Well, the first one is like how you talked about it a little bit earlier with both of your parents, because believe it or not, everybody received the money talk subconsciously or consciously mm. because it's how you interacted with your parents, watching them of how they dealt with money. Mm-hmm. So you just just like you said, like, I want to be like my parents, so I'm not going to do this. So you make sure you go out your way not to do this, still being unguided about what you really need to do mm. to apply those um, monetary rules to help your money grow. Right. So the one is always unlearning the damage that your parents have done to you yeah shit <laughs> that's a whole Boom. that's yeah. mind blown <laughs> 
But that is yes, huge. It is. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. You're right because that's, that's all you know about mm-hmm. money, really. Mm-hmm. I moved out young. I was 19 when I moved out on my own. So, like, all I knew was that I needed to have a good credit score. So, I immediately found, like, the only credit card company that would approve me because I had no history. Mm-hmm. So, I'm grateful I did that because I do have good credit. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that was a fight my parents would have. <laughs> and so, I that was, like, the only thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. get good credit. I never knew anything about credit. But I didn't know why I needed it, mm-hmm. but it seemed very important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't know they guess, They gas up credit, though. I don't want people, and that's another mindset thing, too. I don't want people to fall into, like, oh, my God, my credit score. Like, it's the most yeah. important thing in the world. It's not. It's only, like, when you're buying a house, buying a car, or you need a loan from somebody else. And even though those could be scary things, but that's about it. So mm-hmm. even if yeah. you're not focusing on those things and your credit score is jacked up, that means you have so much time in the world to fix it. Mm. which is okay so just don't put so much power into these things yeah relax all right relax all right where were you when i was 19 like "Ah, (laughs) (laughs) anxious ass yeah Um, love that okay so relax all right shoulders okay so what's next (laughs) like what else do we need to do to get our mindset also think as an investor and when that comes in, I say, when I say think as an investor, just think of like two to three steps ahead of what you're going to do with your money. Like oh, always yeah. have a plan of what you're going to do with your money. Because usually when we're consumers, we buy things and we only get one use out of it compared mm-hmm. to buying something and seeing if you can get multiple uses out of it using your money. So mm-hmm. kind of like going into a little bit and investing like that's why they say buy assets because assets are um, financial products that create more money for you right. instead of just focusing on liabilities that just consume and suck away your money. Okay. What is an example mm-hmm. of an asset and what's an example of a liability? So I like to say for like, a liability can be a car. So mm-hmm. when you buy your car, as soon as you buy that car, you drive it off the lot, the value drops 16%. Mm-hmm. So even when you try to sell it again, you're not going to get your money back from it. So that's a liability. Okay. A asset I like to use, for example, my brother, Nori Davis, who's a comedian. He's a big sneaker head. Mm-hmm. And like when you invest in those Jordans that cost like $100, you'll buy them now. But then in like years, in like a few years since they're so rare, now they're cost like 500 right. You made a profit of $400. Yeah. So like hold on to that. So those are can be assets as well. And that's a very Ooh. attainable Ooh. asset instead of thinking exactly. like, oh, a house, mm-hmm. you know, and it's an enjoyable asset. Right. Yeah. Like a house right. is enjoyable also, but it's like totally. a quick, enjoyable asset. Right. Yeah. It's like or that- it could be a liability, though. A oh. house can definitely can go true way because if your mortgage is so high that you can barely afford it and you're living paycheck to paycheck, you just got yourself a liability. Mm. Right. And I, I bet I don't know this for a fact, but I bet there's so many misconceptions with home buying and owning to the point that people a lot of people do get themselves into that situation mm-hmm. like well they yes. had everything they needed to be able to get approved for a mortgage where like maybe you were just on the cusp like you were approved for the mortgage but right you're probably living paycheck to paycheck i bet that's common oh yeah for because sure because people just want to own a home because they were told they should mm-hmm. exactly and that's like society views and that's another thing for mindset really ask yourself what do you want to buy and why are you buying it is this a projection of some somebody like your parents telling you well you're about to be 30 you need to have a home and it's just like that's not true like you need to have children you need to have, buy all these things so mm-hmm. really start thinking in yourself internally really asking your soul that question of like why am i buying this mm-hmm. do i really need this What's the source of this? 
mm-hmm. because it can just cause you pain at the end of the day thinking that you need it and it's not going to help you whatsoever yeah it's true i actually was reading sorry to get a little off topic but i was reading an article the other day of people who bought homes during like the height of covid um mm. i guess because interest rates were really low and also people yes. were just like getting out of the city oh yep. i want to buy a place and how so many of them are regretting it because there's so much competition in the housing market that some people just like skipped a home inspection or you know oh. offered so much extra money over the asking price mm. just to like lock panic it in. buying and now so many people are regretting it yeah yeah yes yeah and i'm sure this is gonna last for a long time because i mean it's still happening i mean that makes sense that's like when sydney was saying that people are buying homes and they're like oh i'll just be here on the weekends like during the week i'm gonna be in the city and she was like i think that whoever's gonna be renting the house is probably gonna want to be here over the weekend like that (laughs) doesn't really like make sense your (laughs) plan yeah 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 it's interesting and a very good point i always thought that i wanted like this big fancy house and then my partner and i went to saint lucia a couple years ago and Mm -hmm. even saint avila for like at the time Time, very very affordable like this huge villa that was the same price as what you would spend nice. for a resort right and so we got it and once we were there it was way too big for us we never even like left the main suite because we were just we're at least living in an apartment in new york city so we're like <laughs> we don't need all of this extra room we just need a bedroom you know but it taught me like okay but you don't need a huge home like it's just the Good. two of you we've got two dogs like you really need a very little bit amount of space to be comfortable and exactly. that's a big learning lesson for me i think it's so hard and i'm sure with social media also people just feel like they need certain things whether it's what their home looks like yes mm-hmm. material yeah. things and that has to be very hard when you're working with someone to be like why are you sp- i'm sure you don't say it like this but like why are you spending money on this shit this isn't really within your budget which i guess is part of your job yeah to or, or with, do but- you are you yeah. like one part therapist one part financial advisor yeah that's what it turns out to be yeah (laughs) it's like financial counseling as well and i always keep it real with them so like i'm not an asshole but i'm just like i do i do like in statistics to be like hey you know that like this thing that you bought is 70 percent of your income and it's like when you hear it like that you're just like oh okay yeah i didn't know that yeah that just scared me. I know. <laughs> you say that. I know. But it is really, it's sad. Like, society does put a lot of pressure on us to do certain things, to buy certain things. And you feel like, yeah, you do need to get the bigger home, even though you could have got the smaller one and had way more money left over every month after you paid exactly. your mortgage. Exactly. Yeah. Fucked up. Yeah. How do you get people out of that mindset? Is there a way? Yeah, like, I scare them with the statistics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. By, yeah. By, okay. By 70% that'll do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Also, like, if you have a lot to lose, it's a different story, I'm sure, when you're coming into this situation with, like, so much to gain and so much to lose. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay, so next. So after mindset, what are some of the other tools that you start uh, using with your clients? Well, definitely, like, income and savings because Mm -hmm. 99% of the people in the world save incorrectly. Mm. So usually people are like, oh, I'll pay my bills and then whatever's leftovers for me. And it's like, eh, that's wrong. What you do is as soon as you get your income, you save up to 10% or you can do more. And then whatever's left over after you save, then you pay your bills. Oh, because – and. Tell me if I'm wrong, but is it that if you don't have enough to pay your bills, then you're living outside, outside of your, your means. means and you got to cut some things out instead of trying yeah, to keep like up with your means? 
Yeah, it's like a byproduct from it. So yeah. it's just like you, because even when I was rebuilding, I would save first and then I would like to see my money stack up and grow. And then if I couldn't pay somebody, it's just like, okay, well, we'll work something out because I don't have it. And I'm not going to stretch myself or kill myself like I used to, to pay you. Because as soon as you pay off that debt, you're not getting anything back from it. And then if you tell them like, hey, I overpaid you, can you give it back? They're not giving it back. Right. They just took it. So <laughs> that's why you have to make yourself a priority and make yeah. yourself number one. Yes, I love that. Totally. That's so true. But that's a good and like somewhat the 10% rule. It's crazy because it's kind of basic in a way. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. if you didn't it's just so tell obvious. me that, I never, that's not something I Exactly. See, these yeah. are the money rules. Like they're not hard whatsoever. It's just right. like if you knew them, you can do so much with it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because that's sometimes like, <laughs> and my mom re- like said this to me recently, but and it's funny. I'm not talking shit about my mom, but she was like, <laughs> she's <laughs> like, you know, if you have extra money, like you could just save it. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. But you never told me that before today. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Like, this is the first time exactly. this like ever became an option for me. Never thought about it. Thanks, and that's on me. That's on me. <laughs> but like we were saying before, money is just this thing that you're taught. It comes in, it goes out. And those are the yes. only ways that it goes, that it flows, right? But it doesn't flow those ways. There's more places for you to put it. And something that I, I was telling you before that I kind of like tried to get an MBA in Google, just like trying to learn. I was like, what do all these white men know that I don't know about money? Exactly. Like I've got to figure this out, right? Yeah. And one of the things that I realized, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it because I'm not doing a very good job, but there's, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's only three things that you can do with money. You can save it, you can spend it, or you can give it to the government. No, you can definitely invest it. Are you going to invest it? But investing, I feel like it's kind of saving. I guess it's not. That's spending too. It's, it's a it's like its own smarter spending. It's a, Usually, yeah, you're right. Always. It's a safe spend. It's its own category. So four things. Yeah, those right? are things that can happen to your money. Right. I don't know. I always thought there's just one thing you do with your money, and that was spend. So when I, all these other doors yeah. like were, were presented to me, it was sort of like, oh, all right, these are some other things to look into. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like people usually grasp this rule pretty easy? Ten percent rule. Um, no, they get scared by hearing it because, especially if you live paycheck to paycheck and you see yourself like not having enough money, mm-hmm. it scares them to think like, "Oh, I can't do it." Or a lot of people always put saving off to later because um, we tend to live in the now and the present moment when it comes to our money, but we never think, like I said, think the two to three steps down the road, mm-hmm. especially in like mm-hmm. subject when it comes to like retirement. Oh, yeah, that's the big the big one that we definitely need to cover retirement it's i know it's scary well it used to be this thing up until very recently that you just worked for a company for however many years 30 years they gave you a gold watch and a pension and then (laughs) you know you sat around for five years and then you died and that's not the case anymore (laughs) (laughs) pensions are a thing of the past exactly great yeah nobody's giving you a watch no, they ain't doing it. They're getting <laughs> greedier. From the, like legit, that's what they used to do. They'd give you like a gold or like something like a plaque yeah. or like a gold watch. Like it's some kind oh of thank God. you for all of your time. Funny. <laughs> What's the watch thing about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, were you supposed to give me a gold watch when you hired me, or is that when I go on retirement? <laughs> it, sound, it does sound like something I just make up, right? Just like everybody gets a shoe, but I get it. <laughs> I took it too literally, I think. I like it. No, you're, you're right on, girl. Okay, so. Um, yeah, at what point do you talk about retirement with a client? Is that something oh. that you talk about up front? Like, this is 
one of the first yeah. steps we're going to take? Yeah, so I do like foundational of like what you need to understand what coming with your finances. So you have your income, you have your savings, um, then there's like retirement. And then also if you're able to, you can do investing. But retirement, I talk about ASAP because people don't understand the point of retirement is that when you put your, it's kind of like putting your money in the stock market and it compounds over time. Mm-hmm. So it grows. So as soon as you start it, the more money you can get out at the end of your journey. Right. If that makes sense. Or mm-hmm. should I break it down a little bit more? You can break it down a little bit more. Okay. So it's kind of like, for example, if like me, I start at the age of 25 and I just put away like 25 to 50 dollars away like bi-weekly mm-hmm. and then by the end of my retirement since it compounds so like when i say compound it's like two four eight sixteen kind of like that mm-hmm. so at the end you can kind of get close to like 100k mm-hmm. because it's compounding over time and the interest rate combined with it but then say if somebody started at 35 even though they put a hundred dollars like $50 more than I did, even if they did $100 compounding, they're only going to make around to like 80K Mm -hmm. because they missed that 10 years of time. Mm -hmm. And time is a very important concept and construct when it comes to retirement. So that's why I say if you can start early, start now as soon as possible. Yes. And what do you, this is something I've always wondered, let's say someone has some debt, like a, a few thousand dollars in credit card debt. Okay. And you're kind of looking at their finances like, okay, you have this debt. You do have a good amount of savings, but just in like a regular ass savings account. Do you advise them to pay down the debt and then start a retirement account or not necessarily? Oh, no. See, that's another misconception. Yeah. A lot of people feel like, well, I'm in debt. I can't do nothing with my money. I can't save or I can't invest. And that's total BS is is bull. Um, you can always have your bull. Like you can always have your cake and eat it too. So even if they're in debt, I tell them to start saving something now and putting away another portion into retirement. So even when I was starting out, I had nothing. I started with $5 in my retirement account because I knew by the time um, I would get out, it would still be compounding to more. Mm-hmm. And that was able to turn into like 500 to to $1,000 mm-hmm. just because I started at that time. So right. even though I was in but loads of credit card debt, I did not care what I do with those savings was putting it away. So yes, I tell them to start ASAP, Mm -hmm. even if they're in debt. Don't wait. You can do both. The compounding rule is incredible. And it's something I did not, I had no idea until I looked into this information. And now hearing it, you say that again, it's like, yeah, it's not just sitting there at an interest rate or anything, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Like in a savings account. It's compounding. It's like, yeah, you said it perfect. Two, then four, eight, 16, 32. Like that adds up really fast. Totally. Over time. In a and huge time way. Time flies. Yeah, like, man. Time flies. Honestly. You know, Look like, at last you can year. Put money away. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, and a year goes by so fast. So even just, that's why I always tell people to automate your savings. Mm-hmm. Just let the do. computer do it for you because mm-hmm. then you don't even notice it. And then before you know it, a year has passed, you can look at your savings account and it's just like, oh, crap, Like I saved so much right now. Mm-hmm. Someone who like is 
pretty illiterate as far as finances go. What direction do you point them in as far as a company to use for their retirement fund? Do you have like a go-to company that you like? That's when IRAs come, individual retirement accounts, and I tell people to open one up in conjunction with even if, say, you worked at a place before and they offered you a 401k or even a 401, uh, I mean a 403b, um, the only difference there's a few differences, but the big differences is where you're getting that from your company. But you're allowed to have that plus your individual retirement account. And when it comes to individual retirement account, there's the Roth and there's the traditional. And traditional is when it comes with pre-tax money. And that's meaning by the end of the time you draw out that money, the government's going to take the tax on it. But if you do a Roth IRA, which I suggest to my clients, that's after-tax money and the government doesn't tax it because it's already been taxed. So you basically get your money without it being taxed again. So I direct people to do those at either Charles Schwab, you can get the IRA, IRA, or even Vanguard, which I do, which I do with my stock portfolio. Mm -hmm. So you're able to open those um, there. That's why I go with trusted companies that have been there like standing through the test of time instead of these new pop-up banks Mm -hmm. um i don't trust those yeah at all i go with where people's been going it for years and years and years yes okay let's say i go on the vanguard website and i want to open up a roth ira what is the process of creating this account let's say i put a thousand dollars in what do i do after that what are the steps or did they invest for you Yes, they invested for you. So all you need to do is just keep adding money to the account. That is your only job. Mm. You deciding uh-huh. how much you want to put into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got to add some more into my yeah, Vanguard. Gotta- There's not much in there. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know, I'm like, I got to get up this call and just start making some lists. I got to no, start like- getting some of this stuff done. Start making some transactions. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, okay, so this is so great. And then of the 10% that you say that you put that you should save, does that 10% go into your retirement savings as well? Is that your individual savings or what's the, how do you like determine how much people should be putting away for like their retirement once they do decide to open up a Roth or a traditional? So there is a max that the government puts on because like of the compounding oh, right. is so awesome. Mm-hmm. So usually I believe it's either five to $6,000 a year that you're able to put into it. So It's so good. They can't let you have too much. Exactly. <laughs> you got it. You got it. So if you need to first see like what your situation is, that's why I do with my clients is on a case by case basis. But general rules is one for your savings to save 10% of your income. Then if you're able to, I would say like do 5% for your retirement account right now. And then till you get yourself out of debt. And then once you're debt free, then max that baby out as much as you can. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, this seems very, these are nice steps. And it seems very doable for people in any situation. Yeah. It is, exactly. Yeah. They, they just don't want us to know this. Right? <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's it's insane that this isn't a part of a generalized education. That's what's, like, just nuts to me that you have to physically seek out this information. Oh, my God. There's that meme that's like, how do I do taxes? Play the recorder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do I invest in a retirement fund? Play hot cross buns. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> literally like that was our education. Yeah. It was like, learn this weird fucking instrument, but we won't teach you any really serious Real life, life skills. Exactly. Right? No life skills. Yes. And even New Jersey, they're a state where 
financial literacy is supposed to be in the classroom really? but i even talk to the teachers and they're like the curriculum that they're teaching is bs oh. like they're still doing like how to balance a checkbook and it's just like nobody oh. uses nobody that nobody uses no. that do no. you go into schools and do stuff so I do college and universities. I've been trying to get into um, junior high, but like they say, they already have a curriculum and have a teacher paying. You know it's um, bullshit. Teaching that, so they don't want to. So that's why I just stick outside of it. But that's right. why, like I said, I go to college and universities. And Which I is fine. People are going to pay more attention at that age maybe anyway. But that's a shame. You're really trying to make a change in an entire generation. And they're like, we're good. Like, you're not good. You're teaching. Exactly. You're teaching technology that doesn't exist anymore. Also, I, I imagine like if you go not you the, the schools obviously. <laughs> I have a friend who used to teach second grade in Brooklyn, and most of the students. Granted, this was second grade, but most of the students in her class lived in homeless shelters. And I think about yes, eventually those kids likely are in seventh grade, eighth grade, and middle school. And you know, what if they're still living in a homeless shelter? Clearly, there's nothing being taught about finances. I'm sure because there are other things that their parents have to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That could really impact a kid's life. Even yeah. if at 13, they just, it's a little seed that you've planted. Yes. You know? Exactly. And it's hard for them to see the big picture. That's a huge deal. Yes. And so that's really a shame. Well, especially, I think, in today's world, it's just, uh, I, I don't have kids, right? So I don't know what it's like to have kids. But I imagine all they see, because that's all that I see, was like, buy this, buy this, buy this. You want this, you want this. Mm-hmm. And now, like, everybody's an entrepreneur, right? Everybody on Instagram, like, has these beautiful homes and these bags and everything. That I, I imagine that that's compounded, like this wants even more so that it's yeah, even more sure. important to teach kids like, OK, if you want that, here's how we can get it. But here's how you can take care of yourself. Here's what they're not teaching you. Like here's like especially because all those homes are fake. Come to find out people just rent pre pandemic. People just like rent out homes to go do photo shoots, pretending they live in these places. Damn, that's a thing. Yes. I'm so yes naive. And it's, instead of being like, exactly, here's how we can make some real money. So you can actually own that home. Maybe my mind one is day. Blown. That makes me feel way better about my living quarters. <laughs> <laughs> right like <laughs> that's so good Jesus. it's true yeah god the internet the internet must i would love to see statistics on like financial issues now that social media exists mm-hmm. because that's I, true. I imagine yeah. that it has made not just the advertisements that make you buy stuff but just seeing how other people live and wanting it i do have to say also like the digitization of money i've been thinking about this so much more in that it's like you don't even i don't even see it half the time i don't see dollar bills half the time it's just these numbers that are on the screen that sort of become meaningless to just like send it here send it there and I think that that kind of fucks with you too in terms of just like the realness of it because the things that you get are very real the things you exchange the money for are very real right but it's like without feeling it I think it does something to you psychologically it doesn't mean to me psychologically anyway no it does like you're absolutely correct and i'm glad you brought that point up because like when i tell my clients who are in heavy debt i tell them to start using cash like mm-hmm. leave your credit card to loan. and when they start using cash they say they feel ultimate difference because it's just like when you spend it it's gone like yeah. you can't spend it past no more so it really wakes you up to be like okay this is how i'm spending my money yeah totally because unless you're on top of it and checking your bank account often i mean you're just swiping your debit card even checking your and bank account because we don't it. yeah and, and because mm. we swipe the debit card but we don't keep a checkbook so like things are coming in and out at such a rate or like yeah. it takes a few yes. days for this to cross and then you're overdrawn it's like such a mind f- a, <laughs> what do they call it it's a feature not a bug 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's why they yeah. created the debit card because people don't pay attention to like mm-hmm. what's swiping. It's you just keep swiping, so swiping, nuts. swiping. Yeah. You know, okay, so my best friend, her grandma, I don't know if she still does, but for Hanukkah would send her and her two brother brothers like a twenty five dollar check. Mm-hmm. Happy Hanukkah. Mm. And one year her grandma was like, one of you, I'm not sure which, I, she's like, I went to go balance my checkbook. This was recent, yeah. a couple years ago. And she was like, one of you didn't cash your $25 check. Yeah. Turns out it was my best friend, but she blamed it on her brother. Because uh-huh. her grandma was pissed. <laughs> like, oh, you don't want my $25? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, I was like, this is fucked up but i don't know if i'd notice if like 25 dollars wasn't balanced out in my bank account. No, you know what i mean this is the way my in-laws are yeah. she's they're yeah. on it if you don't you better cash that check because she's gonna call in a week and say why not you're messing up my checkbook but yeah. also they live a very comfortable life right and mm. that's why because she that's knows thing, it's not everywhere like I, where right. her money goes it's not like i have tons of money that i shouldn't care about 25 dollars. it's just the way that bank accounts are now yeah it's harder to keep track yeah of everything yeah 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 that's why I don't, I mean, whatever. I try really hard not to use Venmo because that's just another way to just have things flying out and in. Mm. Sometimes I look at Venmo, I'm like, oh, there's $50 in here? Where'd that come from? Right. Do you know, like, and it should never be like that. I want to know where every fucking dollar is at every totally. time. Totally. you know? Totally. Yeah. And you, and you can. And yes. that's why, like, I let people know about the budget in my book. Ooh. Like, I make everything so simple. Oh, you have a book. Talk, talk to me about it. Yes. Ooh. Okay, let's yes. get down to it. Let's get to it. it. We need the book. I also need the budget. Because yes. homegirl put herself on a bedtime and now I need a budget. <laughs> this is like how I'm realizing to adult. Adulting isn't that you can do whatever you want at any time. It means you have no. to give yourself checks and balances <laughs> so you can survive. Yeah, it means don't Just eat burritos little for boundaries. dinner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm very excited. Tell us, tell us about the budget. So the budget, I don't make it so complicated like where people go to mint and it's like this and it's like zero in budgets and this different budgets and you have to count for everything like no all you really need to know is just your bills and your expenses Mm -hmm. and then subtract them from what's ever in your checking account and whatever that number is left over that's the number you pay attention and you keep in your head Mm. that's it nothing complicated nothing harder than that yeah that makes a lot of sense. See, that's way more attainable than thinking you need a whole Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> no, not true. at all. Yeah, Paper true. and pen, whatever you can use, it's so easy. Good and old fashioned like, back of the napkin math. Yeah. <laughs> a client of mine used that term once and I was like, back of the napkin math. I'm in love with it. What a good, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. Who's got a pencil? She was like, yeah, you just have to sit down and do some <laughs> back of the map- <laughs> napkin math. And I was like, I can't wait to use that in real life. Yeah. But it's true. They back to, I'm like, anybody get a pen? Pen? Pencil? I got an iPhone. When I'd write a note, uh, something to remind myself on my hand in high school. The yeah. No, um, but I like it. Writing things down physically. I guess that's what my point is. It's from myself, millennial. I remember the days before computers were in classrooms. And like actually, and also as somebody who went, like I did my undergraduate degree get like on a computer right because I had a MacBook and oh my god let me take my MacBook mm. to class and then when I went to beauty school I did pen to paper and pen to mm. paper I remember everything everything mm. from those fucking four months oh yes I absorb because- things way better when I <laughs> when write, write things it, down yeah I, I can't yeah. I can't say it's great for I don't know what the new uh, generation is doing I imagine they've never once picked up a pencil in their life I might be wrong but they just might like, not even know how to write <laughs> exactly write. <laughs> but writing things down <laughs> it makes a big difference getting off the excel spreadsheet and actually writing 
all these things down for myself, says the girl who is going to go home and make a budget. <laughs> Clearly, I don't do it. What, when but you want to do things different. <laughs> yeah. When you sit down, let's say, with someone from the LGBTQ community and they're young, is it usually like they've just gotten their first job, maybe, and they want to know what to do at that point, let's say? Yeah, sometimes a lot of, especially like Generation Z, now they're becoming more active in about like what's happening with their money and who's it going to and who's it spending. Mm -hmm. So definitely it's usually people who um, have a job or like are an internship. Mm. Oh, even an internship? That's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't have a paid internship. So the fact that they're just like, I'm working and not getting paid, but soon enough, I'm going to be getting paid. So what do I do? <laughs> like, that's awesome. Some people, some industries, it seems like you can get a decently paid internship, but I'm sure it's few and far yeah. between. Yeah. I don't think they can do what they used to do to us. <laughs> they're just like, work all day, they're every day. Robbery. We're going to give you a Metro card if you're lucky. I, I'm so glad that to become an esthetician, I did not need to do an internship. <laughs> anyway. I'm like, how would I pay my bills? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It would not have been possible in my life. No, it's it's for very privileged people to be able to do an unpaid internship in New York City. Yeah, it's insanity. Yeah. So I guess like what part of all of this do people have the most trouble with? Like, you know, okay, you get through this mindset with them. At what point do people kind of like, oh my God, do people have most trouble with like actually looking at their bank accounts and being like, this is what I need to be putting away and not spending each month? Or is it that is it hard for them to just even break the mindset? Well, no, like it, um, getting past the mindset part. The next thing that they have problem is is figuring out where their money is going. Mm. And that's why I make mm, them yeah. sit down and write down like what your bills are every month mm-hmm. and to understand, like to take things off of auto pay. Because let me tell you about auto pay mm. real quick. Mm-hmm. There's I have a my story with AT&T where I did auto pay and my phone bill is supposed to be the same, especially if you don't go over any of the data or the limits, right? All of a sudden, my bill kept going off like 25 cents. And I'm just saying like, hey, I called them. And I was just like, why is my bill a quarter more? Yes, I was that person because I was broke and I needed every cent. Yes. And then when <laughs> I asked them that, they said, oh, uh, we don't know. We're sorry. Let me refund it to you. It's just like, mm, you've been sneaky. going mm-hmm. up putting up people's bills now yes. imagine if you did that 25 cents times like a million a thousand people yeah. a million people they're making like an extra 25k that literally was like... the that was the plot of office space <laughs> no it's true <laughs> oh my god it's right. true <laughs> <laughs> that motherfuckers <laughs> no oh my god but that's no. a good point that's at the very that. least i should probably take a look at what my auto because i have like my internet and con ed but you're right. it's, it's looking at your money. It's lo- yeah. it's caring. Trying to figure out where yeah. it's going. Yeah, like, not caring, but like, God. yeah, looking. Yeah, I imagine, you gotta see. I imagine too, especially nowadays, paying attention to the subscriptions that you have yes. every month. Yes. Right? Yeah. I yeah. feel like yes. that can fuck up someone. Yo, I cannot believe, I'm sorry, that AT&T tried to office space you. <laughs> we are yes. calling them out right now. How many other companies do this, I bet? And that's what I keep so saying. Yes. That's, that's why insane. I say, like, save for yourself first and yes. then pay them because they be scamming people out yes. here. Yes. I'm so mad right now. This genius. I was furious. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are. Because for the convenience, because everything's convenient now. So what do I care? They're doing it. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't have to think about it. Just take it. But that's 25 cents. You're right. Yes, I was right? that person. That is so funny. <laughs> Thank God you were. Thank God. That adds up. Exactly. You know? 
Okay. Gotta know where it's going. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. If you're working with a client, how long does it usually take for them to kind of like get on track with their money to where they feel like a difference? For me, I do like four sessions in like four to five sessions. Mm. I'll hook you up. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, this. tell us about the book. Oh, yeah. I want to so, know about this yeah. and I think I need it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We definitely need it. <laughs> I, need, I won't speak for anybody else. I need it. <laughs> It's called the Transcapitalist Money Talk, and basically it is a workbook where it's only like six chapters, and I go through the most important six chapters, like savings, debt, credit cards, of which you need to understand of how to have the basic financial literacy principles to get yourself on track with your money. So even mm-hmm. teaching you how to budget, making a simple budget. Yeah, that's genius that it's a workbook. Yeah, I love that would it. Be very yes, helpful. so you, yeah. I give you examples too. So I make it kind of like a textbook. So I do the problem for you and you just follow me along and you apply it to your own numbers and you're done. You got it. Yeah. Genius. Especially since you both writing stuff helps. That's really genius. It is. And I like this aspect of homework because it's like it has to get done. Do you know? Like homework to yourself. Like (laughs) to get your life together you have to do this. No, because honestly like I've been uh, like I was joking before, I'm trying to get my life in order and just like give myself boundaries and rules and all this stuff. And one of them is like, okay, girl, you need to sit down with your finances and like really get this shit in order. And I've just kind of been mm-hmm. putting it off and putting it off because of all the emotional shit that we were just talking about. And every night I'm like, okay, is today the day? And it's like, okay, maybe, but probably tomorrow. So I like yeah. that, I like that there's this workbook. Yeah. I like that we're having this conversation. Oh, yes. I have a question about credit cards, actually. Okay. Yeah. Is there a general rule about how many credit cards you should have, what you should be doing as far as paying that off every month. Should you be paying it in full? It's. I feel like I've heard in the past, oh, you should always carry a little bit of debt to keep your credit score up. I don't know. I'm just saying these are the shit that I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up and that all that's in the chapter in my book as well. So Perfect. definitely check that out. Cool. But to say, um, I definitely usually say three credit cards. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that they're actually from banks and not retail stores because right. um, those ways on your credit um, scores differently. Mm. And then, well, in the book, I also break down how your credit score is determined, like what percentage goes there and how you can even cheat like on the test basically to get your credit score to go up. Mm. Um, that's definitely in the book. But to, what was your last um, part again? Oh, to carry more a little bit debt. Mm-hmm. And basically... Yeah. Um, Yes, but you have to make sure you pay that debt off at the end of the month because if you do not pay that debt off at the end of the month, that's where they charge the skyrocket interest and that's how they make their money because that's how banks make their money off of interest and fees from people, especially like overdrafting. Mm. Mm -hmm. So when you say three credit cards, do you mean like three credit cards max or it's in your best interest (laughs) to have three credit cards no three credit cards max okay you can have less because i always say um credit cards is not your money Mm -hmm. they're banks money and they're just alone they just make it wrapped up and put your name on a card and make you think it's your money but it's absolutely not it's Mm -hmm. alone and they're waiting for you to slip up Mm because credit card Mm -hmm. debt is the fastest way to fall into debt and it's one of the hardest ones to climb out of after school loans Mm. i really like that they're waiting for you to slip up they are. Because you're absolutely, it's like this idea of <laughs> it's like, like, they are. Well, because this idea of looking <laughs> at them, like, true. not as your friend, right? Because, like, every commercial mm-hmm. is like, come, American Express. Exactly. Like, we're the, and it's like, no, y'all aren't my friends. So fucked up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like, They're yeah, not. they're waiting for you to slip up. We'll give all this to you, but we, pff, 
Better pay so it back. So true. Is there a general <laughs> rule as far as like, okay, if you have a couple credit cards, you're like, I need to pay these off. Is there a methodical way? Like, oh, do I pay off the one that has the highest interest first? Like be done with that? Does that make sense? So um, that's in the book as well. And I put that it's on a psychological basis. Oh. So you, you have two ways. Um, you can have the feel good way of starting with the lowest balance and then pay it off. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, oh, I feel good. Like I paid off the smallest one. Maybe you yeah. got a card. That's what makes part. sense to me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or you have the high interest one. So whichever credit card has the highest interest, you want to pay that off first. And then you go to the next one. Mm-hmm. But then there's an actual way of to actually pay off your credit card debt where I create debt um, repayment plans for my clients and teaching them how to you basically start with one of the lowest and then you carry that debt over. And always remember with this rule, general rule of paying off credit cards, always pay double or triple the amount of that payment Mm -hmm. because they make it small on purpose for you to slip up. So for example, if you have a credit card of $500 and you bought a pair of sneakers for like $450, they're going to only ask you just to pay $25 a month. And that sounds great, but if you're only paying $25 a month, that means you haven't paid off that 450 yet. And that means that's when the interest tax on. Yeah. And then you're going to end up paying six to $700 for those pairs of shoes that you bought. By the time you paid them off, they've yeah. been in the trash. Exactly. Yeah. So always pay double or triple the amount mm-hmm. that they ask. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess, right. It's so easy to swipe your credit card and not think like, well, that wasn't really 100 bucks because unless you're paying it right off right now, right, it's going to be that plus the interest. Right. Um, yep. How do people get your book? Like a person like me. <laughs> oh, awesome. No problem. Yes. So it's on my website, thetranscapitalist.com. Mm-hmm. You go to the tab on workbook and it's right there. Perfect. I can't wait Only to get it. Only $25. You're actually Only $25? making it seem fun, deal. which yes. is cool. The way that you're talking about it, the workbook, it sounds way less daunting. Well, I think it's me. like if you're and ready I'm- to like win at life, it is fun. Because you're winning, like you're you're turning things around, and that is something fun, totally. Right? But you're right, but not daunting. Yeah. When you see your money grow, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like when you have a plan for your money, it's fun because it's like it's you against the world. It's you against like the credit card company. Like you can win, and mm-hmm. it's just like, how do I want to win? Well, here's the book of how you win. Or if you don't feel the book is good enough, that's why I take on clients. And it's like, I'm holding your hand and we're going through this together. Mm-hmm. And we're going to knock this out because I'm going to make sure you're able to eat and sleep peacefully. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peace, man. Yeah. yeah. That's it. It keeps people up at night. I was going right? to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, wa- I wonder what the statistic is of like people who suffer from just like intense anxiety and financial problems like what the correlation is i'm sure it's huge Mm. yes huge huge i just saw this really really sad story and this is obviously like an extreme but it just said to me how much this can affect some like people period but it was this young boy i think maybe he was 20 and he was doing like e-trade or um robin some kind of like online trading investing situation And it said in his account, he woke up one morning that he owed like $700,000. And it was a mistake. It was like some mistake in the algorithm or something. But he couldn't get anybody on the phone. Nobody would call him back. So he truly believed that he, and so I'm going to get cry. This is so sad. And subsequently, like his parents owed $700,000. And like in his suicide note, he said, 
I don't like I don't want to do this, but I don't want to put this burden oh, on my parents. And, yes, he killed himself because he truly believed oh he owed seven hundred thousand dollars, and then he didn't. At the end, like it was a glitch in the computer system. But, but this shows, is what money I think does, does to, people. to people. That's what it showed yeah. me that that could rather than going and saying to his parents like I'm so sorry I fucked up. How can we figure this out or call, or doing whatever? He thought that that was the only way out of that situation, and that's fucking awful. And so like. We're not oh all in God. such an extreme situation, clearly, but whatever your situation is, it can feel like that, I'm sure, right? No matter yeah. what the amount is. And oh, so yeah. to know that it doesn't, like, you can fix it, and here's some easy ways, and here's somebody who, like, looks like you and is going through something like you, and, like, I've done it. If I can do it, you can do it. That's really, really huge, honestly. For sure. Yeah. That's why I say, like, always number one rule is just ask for help but mm-hmm. be careful who you ask for help on because I have friends who went to financial advisors and he turned them away because he had too much debt and my no. thing is like it's, that's your job like what is wrong with you oh my god and that's I- like if a Brazilian wax client came in and I was like bitch you have too much hair and turned yes. them away it's my job but yeah. it's the same because I've had clients say that they've gone to people and they said that, that were just like you have too much hair I can't do this no and it's just oh like oh my god what's wrong with people oh and, my and like god. yeah sometimes i'm like you do have a lot of hair but yeah but, but like, i know i'm professional you're like i'm professional yeah we are one and exactly. the same we're just like we got this yes i yes. got this yeah but it's, that's yeah. why i didn't become a financial advisor because that's when i learned they're just there to sell you financial products and that's yes. why i said i do financial coaching yeah. because i'm here to help you get through your mental yeah. while also handling your Yeah, and I was just like, "This is BS." I was just like, "I wanted to be a financial advisor, and you just want me to sell financial products to broke people." Like, I'm just facilitating the problem. I'm accelerating the problem. Mm -hmm. Right, but I think that shows true passion, right? Like, you'll take on someone with any amount of debt. I'll take on someone with any amount of pubic hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but isn't that the person that you want working on your finances yes, with you? 100%. The person who isn't True. judging you. I'd feel very judged yes. if I went to a financial Anybody advisor would. and they were like, I can't work with this. I mean, fine. Exactly. Like, you opened up calls. by saying, like, we don't talk about these things, right? So I imagine that whether you have money or don't, you feel like you're going to be judged, like going to somebody mm-hmm. because it's supposed to be this, like, secret that nobody else knows about outside of you and maybe even your partner, but maybe not. Maybe it's just you in your head. And so right. here's the only second other person. In and the that's world where the cycle psychological like the therapy that you're also providing mm-hmm. comes in you're not special right you're not special we in the best way in the best non-special yeah. way yeah, like you ever. don't want to be in that group yeah <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. i mean it's that's huge yeah that's i think awesome. so many people i mean i know friends of mine who have said they don't even want to think about their money you know they don't right. even want to look at their bank account right. and I think when we were in our earlier 20s, it seemed like we were all in that position. So it was Mm -hmm. okay. But then, you know, you worry about people as you get older when they're still feeling that way. And not that that's anything bad. Like, oh, you're a certain age. You should be getting it together. It's just more like I want my friends to all be doing well and not be stressing about money. Yeah. I've great. learned a lot. I'm very excited for this workbook. Oh, awesome. I'm, gonna okay. yeah. I'm glad. I'm yes. really happy that y'all learned a lot. A ton. And I feel, and psychologically, like you were saying, I just feel like, all right, girl, just go get this shit done. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
just like do it on a Sunday, relax, have yeah. some music playing, totally. and just sit down and see what you got where yeah. you're at. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love it. Love it so much. Thank you for sharing your journey with us and for being so open and honest and educational. Of course. Thank you for having me. Like, this is such a great opportunity. Yeah, More people can know about the book. I'm excited. And yes. I'm excited to spread financial literacy. Totally. To also, and everybody. Yes. Yeah, and just a wonderful journey of like you were kicked out because you came out as trans and also you're so smart for being like I'm just gonna major in whatever makes a lot of money yes (laughs) (laughs) well but using using your pain to facilitate greatness and then sharing that with others sharing that journey with others is a really beautiful message but we're so happy to support somebody who's here for the community and to, to make us all better honestly yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm buying that book. It. I'm gonna buy it right now. I'm excited. Yeah, we both need to. <laughs> I think, um, like you said, I've thought a lot this past year about my spending because I was spending less and not going out as much. And I'm just like, bitch, you can put more money away. Yeah, you mm. were just spending it on right. Like, what do I do with on then? mezcal cocktails mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of? your savings or your retirement yeah i feel a lot better actually i do too <laughs> i feel you. like we should do a part two at some point like part two. yeah after we've done our workbooks yeah. yes yeah Ooh. Ooh, that'd be cool yes. well we'll see how it goes and then we'll right, decide <laughs> yeah. do work. it's easy don't worry the workbook's yeah. easy it's fun don't yeah worry about it. this is great so people can find you on your website oh, what's yes. your instagram my instagram is the trans capitalist yes so easy awesome Love it. do you prefer Everything. to only work with clients who are from the LGBTQ plus community? Oh, no, I work with everybody. Okay. Cool. Everybody. Yes. Love Everybody's it. welcomed. Love it. Love everybody. it, guys. Love it. Hey, guys. Hey. Hope that you enjoyed that conversation that we had with Kenny. I hope that it was eye-opening for you, unless you're just like perfect and have all your financial shit together, which some people do. And if you do, come tell us more about it. I mean, spread <laughs> the wealth with your homies. Yeah, talk to your friends about it. Yes. What a great conversation. Totally. My mind was kind of blown when he talked about how he has helped people who were turned away from other financial advisors. Totally. Because they had too much debt. Yeah. The fuck? That's your job, bro. <laughs> you had one job, or right? Sis. Yeah. But also just makes me love him even more that he's like, no, no, no. I can help anyone. Totally. That's someone who really, truly cares about their job and really has a mission. Mm -hmm. And also, isn't that the point? Like, we want to get everyone out of debt so that they can succeed. But I hope that for those of you who have been in a rut as far as money goes, that that helped you a little bit. Mm -hmm. Or at least helped you see that, like, your case isn't hopeless. Yeah, you ain't special. (laughs) You're not special. (laughs) Which I love. I definitely recommend getting this workbook yes we are buying it right now yeah Yeah. I think that um no I know that it will be very helpful especially if you're someone who really doesn't kind of like us who are like we really don't know much right as far as money you know it's like we make it I do save it I also spend it Mm -hmm. but I sometimes don't know what to do beyond that yes and getting older and being in my 30s I know that I'm supposed to be doing more (laughs) right I think that we're all kind of seeing the power of money like especially seeing what happened you know with Robin Hood mm-hmm. and the GameStop, all of that stuff that happened a couple of weeks ago, I think just has people really looking at like what, 
how much power there is behind it and like how do we make this work for us the way that other people make it work for them and it's not there's so many tools now to make it happen so many and we need more role models honestly I was Mm -hmm. just laughing with Alex because you know we're Maybe y'all aren't watching Sex in the City again, but you know, they're doing the reboots. So I know a lot of people are. And I just have to say, Carrie Bradshaw is a terrible role model for like grown ass women who want anything in life. Girl has like $50,000 in shoes, $30,000 in credit card debt, and like can't buy her apartment. And then just keeps going, buying more shoes, even though her credit cards get declined. She's just like, oh, one of these in here have to work. It's awful. It's like an awful role model. And I didn't realize it until I was in my 30s rewatching these shows. And it's like, yeah, maybe that's why. Here's that I didn't know then, but I'm older now. At the age of 21, my boyfriend looked at me and said, you don't buy shoes before you pay rent. What is wrong with you? And I was like, you pay the rent. Then if you have money left over for shoes, you can buy them. If you're so lucky. Exactly. My ass was like. Was like, oh, I'll just take the change jar to the bank tomorrow. That should hopefully give me Do the rest of my rent money. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that it's little things like that. But yes. I don't know. Maybe no one told you like these are the necessities and then you can go ahead and or, spend. Yes, Even or just things like, Kenny said. It's like, oh, I, totally. I knew that. Yeah. But I just needed someone to tell me it. Exactly. Like a professional. Yes. Like this is how you get your life together, homegirl. <laughs> Do these things. <laughs> It's a big deal. Yeah, but I'm being honest that the, you know, yeah. it's socially we especially as women we don't talk about these things. The only thing you really see in media is just like, "Oh my god, credit cards. Like, let's go shopping. Let's like spend money." Like you don't talk about mm-hmm. being a big girl and like doing big girl things with your money. And like we want that for ourselves. We want that for you. So, yeah, and also I'm sure looking back on your 21-year-old self, you're like, "Yeah, girl, duh." Shouldn't have bought the shoes first. They weren't even cute. They weren't even cute. (laughs) But it's like, you don't know that. These are things that sometimes we need to be told and taught. Yeah, I should have put that money in the fucking IRA. That shit would have compounded by now. And I I would have like... (sighs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly, guys. We're here to help you. Well, not us, but people that we know. We're here to bring you people that can help you. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope that it truly does help. And I think that if you are someone who feels like you you really do need a lot of help, that you should contact Kenny. A hundred percent. Set up a little something. Yeah, Because I think the fact that he really works with his clients on a psychological level is really important. And can maybe be what you need. And also to feel less scared about everything. Yeah, just have somebody holding your hand and saying, like, it's going to be okay. Like... Yeah, a lot of people don't have somebody that they can speak to about these, like... People are weird about talking about money. People are very funny about talking about money, for sure. Mm -hmm. So if you have nobody else to talk to, there's one person that is willing and happy to talk to you about it. And also, if you don't want to do that for whatever reason, for $25, you can get yourself a workbook and get started. Yeah, Yeah, it's worth it for sure. Totally. So if you guys have any questions, I would love to know some of your financial questions. I'm not going to answer them for you, clearly, but (laughs) we can like pass them on to Kenny. We can have them on again, like we were just saying. Yeah. And yeah, we just kind of want to give you guys the information that you need. But like, we want to know that you want it. (laughs) So you need to like tell us, did you like this? Did you not? And that's that. And that's that. Um, I'm sure you guys know how to find us on Instagram, but in case you forgot... We're at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. And True Beauty Brooklyn. Yes. That's the beauty studio People we're at. People have been following us a lot at <gasps> True Beauty Brooklyn. Love We're excited. Um, send us your questions, your comments, your milk with your dinners, your I didn't know then, but I'm older now, your questions for Kenny. 
whatever to tributybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com you need to rate and review please <gasps> yeah you must we'd love that it's like you have no choice it's like <laughs> we would really love it and you could tell a friend to tell a friend and if you could subscribe these would all be fantastic actions that you could take on our behalf we'd love it yes yes okay now we'll see you next week we love bye. you guys <laughs> bye bye <laughs>